podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I am joined by a diverse panel, a mixture of results this weekend, but we're all in the Super League, so none of us are mad. Let's hey, get man. It. It's time to cash out. It's time to cash out. You lot who are in the Premier League, see you later, man. Sayonara, man. Anyway, <laughs> let me introduce this week's panel. Dan Coogs, man, with that Super League trim. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm. I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. Yeah, man. My, my team, my team can't get me down when I, I'm seeing the figures. I'm like, yo, we're up, we're up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Elijah, fresh off a, a grilling. They, you, you, you've been ratioed. The definition of you've been ratioed. Um, yeah. <laughs> they won't try shit anyway because they didn't put the point. But fuck them anyway. Man. <laughs> His head was so hot. He was like, oh, let me come on the pod. <laughs> Peter, you guys haven't played this weekend, but you're also in the Super League, so it makes sense for you to be on this pod. Uh, and again, we'll look back at your game in the midweek and we'll look ahead to your game uh, tomorrow. How you doing, Peter? Yeah, all good, man. I'm all good, brother. Yeah, how, how are you, Marado? I'm, I'm good, man. I got that free one, 350 million pound smile. Tops. <laughs> <laughs> Tough weekend, yeah. but again, you're you're grinning for me to hear too. This is the happiest part I've ever been a part of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good brother. I can't complain. You know me, man. The dinosaur's still in. Yeah, but man. We move, brother. We move. We move. We move, man. Listen, with that money, you got enough to get rid of him and get the next guy in, That's and it. get some good players around Harry Kane as well. So you know, everyone's smiling. Um, so with that being said, just the usual reminders: don't forget to sign up to the Discord channel. Again, popping today. I'm sure it would have been great for the Arsenal game. Uh, we had a good Discord chat during the Manchester United game alongside our 3-1 win. If you're not already subscribed to the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. Lots of visual content, even more coming. So again, it's a no-brainer. Um, and, and let's get into it. Before we get into the game, I think with, with this afternoon's announcement, we'd be remiss not to have some sort of conversation about the Super League. It's all the rage. We've seen all the memes, all the gifts, all the conversations. The game's gone, etc., etc. Um, Elijah, that's one of the first to stick out their neck to, to try and secure that Super League check for Touchline. I appreciate it. And what, what I'd like you to do is, for those who are just seeing this for the first time and don't quite understand what it means, how exactly it works. I know not all the details are finalised, but just to give everybody a bit of context, because there's just been going on for a couple of years, this discussion. Florentino Perez is uh, since 20, 2000, but just give people a bit more context about what this Super League thing's about. Well, yeah, I mean, it's basically just about the top teams securing the bag, to, to, to be honest, but that's what they've been doing for years and years. Um, with the Premier League and the Champions League, that's what, that, that's, that's what the main purpose was. Like, before the Champions League was, you had to be a champion to play in the Champions League, hence the name. But then they expanded it because there were more big teams and then those teams wanted more money and et cetera, et cetera. And the same with the Premier League. They wanted to negotiate their own TV deals because they thought they were more, they, 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 they were worth more than the other clubs. So now these clubs are trying to do the same thing where it's going to be essentially a league format between these clubs. There's going to be some founding members who I'm not sure if it's the same as the plans that were drafted up like a few months ago that I read, but there would probably be like a vote every five, five or ten years where founding members could potentially be passed out the league or 
their founding member status be relegated if they're not performing well or and, and anyway so there'll be probably be like between 12 and 15 founding members and then there would be five uh, spots for promotion so it'll be a 20-man league uh, i think i think you play you play 10 games and then you play the quarterfinals and semi-finals and the finals um Essentially, um, there was when this was initially voted, JP Morgan were contacted on how on how to fight on how to finance this. I read today that JP Morgan would finance it against future revenue. That'll be for six point four billion dollars. So, um, with how much they make in the revenue from sponsorships and TV deals, that would be paid back to JP Morgan to get the league start, get the league started and such. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been looking at the numbers and like off the bat, each club apparently they would get between between 90 and 300 million for stadium and training facilities and just to recover from COVID as well. And then the fact, this is a bit where it gets a bit, where it gets a bit weird because the founding members would get 32.5% of the sponsorship and teeth and TV deals, and then a further thirty-two point five percent will be split across the whole league. So they'll basically get like they'll basically be getting like like they'll they'll basically be getting more than the five teams that come up through the promotion. Plus, there'll be twenty, there'll be tw about twenty percent of that will come from um, will be split evenly, and then uh, and then an another few games bit is a, I think about fifteen percent will be split will be split based on your commercial performance which basically means the teams that have the most commercial income they get more money from the sponsorship and tv deal which is pretty nasty and I've, for me it feels like that was something that wood would put it in there because he he, he knows our, our financial power but essentially it's just it's just a, a power grab but that's been happening for, for years in football and really and truly the reason why it's it's being portrayed as a breakaway is the fact that the league associations have sided with UEFA. So they're saying they will kick out these teams if they try to participate. But initially, they wanted to continue in the, the, the domestic league. They want to continue with the FA Cup and stuff like that. They just wanted something other than the Champions League because I feel like they feel like the way the money split in, in the Champions League is not very good. I mean, they're pushed so that more of the money is split for... Like, there's some money that's being split now for the historical performance which is kind of, which is kind of nasty and then this whole league format that's coming in as well i'm not sure they like it because there's going to be a, there's going to be a potential of, of 100 more games and that's what's going to pack out the players even more so yeah i mean it's just it's a it's more of a political thing between the big european clubs and uefa more than it is these clubs trying to break break away from the premier league and i feel like that's what most people are angry angry about there that there is going to be there is going to be promotion as such and relegation as such. Essentially, you would have to qualify through winning your, through like being the best performing of the other teams in the league. But rest I mean, the rest kind of business. Yeah, yeah the rest of the rest kind of thing. And that is essentially that is kind of how the Champions League is now because really and truly, the Champions League was for champions. Like, the, if if you won the league, you got into the Champions League and you played. But then then became second place, then became third, then became fourth, and then it became all four of the top five qualified automatically. And it's just inched, it's just been inching this way because these teams are these teams are getting more and more power. But I mean this this whole hoo-ha about uh this is a disgrace of football and stuff like that. It's not mate, like people the the reason why these people are saying it's a disgrace and that is because it's gonna hurt their own pockets. That's why Sky are, are coming out like this and whatever and La Liga and whatever. It's just going to hurt their own pockets and they're scared. And even UEFA, they were going to announce plans which are actually kind which are actually kind of similar in the sense that there were going to be four spaces which were awarded to teams for historical performance. So Arsenal could finish ninth and they could potentially get into the Champions League based on these plans. But no one's going to be talking about that because of the Super League now. So, I mean, it's just a whole whatever, but I think it's been so over, personally, it's been so over exaggerated for me.
Thank you for that fantastic breakdown, Elijah. Um, I, I want to go around the room just to get the thoughts of uh, three fans of three of the member clubs of the Super League. Uh, I'll start with you, Dan Cooks. Um, first thoughts, obviously, what Elijah's kind of given us is the, the ideas behind it and everything, not everything set in stone. But what are the first thoughts that come to mind? Are you for it? Are you against it? What, what are you thinking? I think, I think um, I'm, I'm for elements of it and against elements of it, really. I'm, I'm a bit down the middle, uh, typical Cooks uh, fence sitting, yeah. But I feel like um, football as a whole is probably a bit too socialist. I think the Premier League is too socialist in its current uh, form. And I think if you look at you know other sports um they're not they're not they're not built like this you know the there's there's franchises in the us etc and what they what they do and the way they generate money for the the members of the and all these different franchises is very different to, to what football does and i think if you're looking at um the premier league when like the, the premier league they make decisions all 20 clubs have the same voting rights kind of thing and when you when you think about it like your west brons uh, your norwiches and and you know, all of the, your Fulhams and stuff, these yo-yo clubs, why should they have the same say as, you know, I guess the big six teams uh, or the teams that have never been relegated from the Premier League? Like even someone like Everton who have been Premier League ever presence, why should they have the same voting power um, or receive the same, like typically the same funding as someone like uh, a Norwich, right? Who, and everyone talks about these parachute payments and whatnot. You get hundred million pound, the playoffs, the biggest match in football, etc. It's because there's a lot of money going to these, I guess, poor teams um, to invest. And I think what has fed into this as well is all this FFP stuff, you know, where they see the Chelsea's and the Man City's come along and they're like, actually, we don't like these new people coming into it so you know they've 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 been happy to go along with things like ffp because it thinks that they think that that stops new people coming in and taking more of their pie but now it's you know the super league and whatnot people are against it and they're against sort of this um uh, uh capitalist view of football but they've, there's been capitalist views of football in the past so from my perspective i just think there needs to be um a bigger leaning towards you know who people are tuning in to see right they're, they're talking about this global product that is the premier league etc no one is paying their you know 100 pound a month or whatever to watch burnley or newcastle play you know they, they are watching uh man united they are watching chelsea they are watching um arsenal as as shit as we are i'm pretty sure you know we're top five viewerships in the whole league you know so um i think that that needs to come across in how the money is spread about. And I do think, I, I, I am very doubtful that the, the Super League is gonna come in in the way that they proposed, but I do think we're gonna see gradual uh, changes that maybe in five, 10 years time, we're gonna end up in a situation where, you know, it's quite close to what they have proposed, but I don't think it's gonna be, you know, immediate. I think it's gonna be gradual changes um, here and there. Fantastic, fantastic again from Dan. The two lads who've obviously uh, done quite a bit of reading. Um, I'll come across to you, Peter, just to hear your thoughts um, in terms of the Super League. No need to necessarily go into that much depth, uh, unless you want to. Um, but but what are your first thoughts when you when you hear about this Super League, Peter? Um, my my first sort of thoughts was just kind of like I wanted to know more, like information about it more, just like to like um, sort of just get yeah, like more information and just to see like because I haven't really got opinion on it so far in terms of. Like, I'm happy my team's in it, and I'm happy we're among the elite, but, like, I just want to know more about it in terms of that. So, but what I, I do agree with is the fact that I think the Champions League needs to get reformatted, and I feel like we barely see... Um, yeah, we barely see, like, the the best teams play each other. Like, we see that, like, maybe once or twice. Like, you can get, like, a whole group stage of just, like, playing, like, rubbish teams, and you can get, like, you can get to the final of easy draws. Like, that stuff shouldn't be happening, so... I definitely feel like um, you should definitely like Super League is a good idea in terms of replacing that with the Champions League, but replacing that instead of the Premier League, I'm not too sure. And yeah. I was I was just thinking, do you think do you guys think that like, especially like Liverpool, Man United, like these men, they're tired of like trying to get top four every year and like not make it. It's like they're just like, boy, that's <laughs> the point. That's I'm the point. Obviously, top four race, man. I should be in it. Like, I think, what I you like can that's see, what it is. obviously, what you can see is in England. For the top six teams, it makes so much financial sense because they're in a proper war to even get into the Champions League every single season. For like a Bayern, they win the league. They've won the, what, the last eight, nine league titles. PSG, exactly the same. Real Madrid and Barca, at the end of the day, are competing with just one, one or the other. 
uh, and then the rest, and then you've got Atletico, who's a plucky sort of underdog, and then the rest of the teams are, uh, are really just cannon fodder. So when you're looking across at all these teams, you can kind of see whose interests lie where, and you can, when you like deep dive into it, you can understand why. Real Madrid are swimming in debt. Barcelona are swimming in debt. Manchester United are swimming in debt. COVID has not helped. Going over a year without having fans inside the stadium has battered these clubs really badly. And a lot of us who support teams who need revamps, who need improvements to our squad, are like. To be honest, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, mm-hmm. Manchester United, Ed Woodward, money man, as much as he is like, until the stadium really opens up again and we start getting that revenue in, we really can't make a splash. Are you not talking about 120 for Harland, 84 Sancho? Listen, man, we're getting you uh, Dwight McNeil <laughs> back, back from Burnley. 20 million. I was thinking, like, if you, if you think about it, like, so you guys, Man United, you, the last day you guys secured top four, right? And Liverpool, this year, it's probably going to be the same for us. Like and obviously our teams are probably definitely tired of that. Like they're thinking like we should be in the Champions League every year. Like what we bring in the most fans in terms of our games. Like our games are always like on the prime times. Like so I understand it from that point of view. Definitely. And and I think as well, like all these other clubs who are, you know, against it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, like there's only there's only really like one or two spots open for the Champions League for them, anyways. Do you get so like if you're looking at someone like Leicester? And whatnot, they're still right. they're still competing for fourth. Do you know what I mean? Like West Ham and, and whatnot, they're still competing for fourth, right? Like most of the time, three or if not all four or four of the big six are gonna be in that top four, right? So, like, you know, Leicester, yeah, fine, they won the league. And if, if they won the league, then they'd be in the competition the next year. And I feel like if there is an open slot for the next best team, it doesn't really change anything for them, you know. And so 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 so, that, so all it means is there's actually more money for them if they do qualify. Do you know what I mean? So like, if imagine every team's getting 300 mil that qualifies for this Super League and Leicester qualify one year by being the highest place um, non-Big Six team or whatnot, then they're laughing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, don't, I don't really see how it's a negative for these other teams as long as the Premier League is still in place, relegation's still there. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's an extra incentive, if anything, for me. But yeah, I don't really... Don't really get it. Listen, we're hating from inside the club. Like, so we, we can't relate to these lot. We can't we can't even really process what they're feeling. That's the truth of it. Like, if if my club wasn't in here, I'd be vexed. I'd be like, yo, like, what, what's going on here? I'm I'm seeing big figures. Your clubs already have more money than us. Your clubs are already able to obviously now we can push back and demand higher fees, but your clubs are already able to take our players away from us. So now you lot are trying to double down in that regard. Um so I, I get those guys who aren't uh, involved in this. Um, complaining and, and why they're not happy with it. But listen, man, evolution happens anyway. And we've just got to get behind it, man. We've just got Absolutely. to get behind it. But Absolutely. One, one other thing, sorry, one other thing on that as well is like, you see how Man United get taxed yeah, mm. for any transfer that they try and put put yeah. down, like Henry Maguire, 80 million. So like now, if Leicester wanna if, if Leicester are gonna sell a player, they're just gonna get more money for, for any transfer fees for players. If it's from a team in the Super League because they know these teams have money. Quick question, yeah. you know how we like say like Bundesliga tax, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. How many goals? 25 goals in the Super League. How many goals in the Premier is that? That's 45 goals, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 25 goals in Super League. I said 40, I said 40. But we're in the if, same park. <laughs> if 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 Martial scored four goals in the Super League, that's a 20-goal season for me, bro. That's it for me, bro. That's 9 a.m. for me, Martial FC, we're back up, baby. We're back up. We are back up. I know Martial's supporting this. I know Martial's supporting this Super League, man. He's there. He's there with his gloves, bro. He's there with Listen. He does Ready? decent. He does decent in the big game. Well, up until this season, he's done well in the big game. So he'll get you eight Super League goals. That's thirty in the Prem. I don't hear anything. Don't want to hear a single word from you. Lot. But um, yeah, there's, there's an announcement tonight. Uh, also, there is an announcement tonight that they're saying um, UEFA and all the uh, national leagues have really come out with a strong, strong damning, damning indictment of all the all the clubs who are looking to join the Super League. So yeah, there's definitely going to be much more twists and turns in regards to this over, over the coming weeks. So, yeah, nothing's been signed yet, uh, and we'll keep a close eye on that, and we'll continue to keep you updated. But with that business aside, let's let's get to our bread and butter, um, the league. Um, Elijah, you haven't been on the main pod for a while, and listen, 3-1 win against Burnley. Talk us through it. Talk us through your thoughts on the lineup. Talk us through your performance, and talk us through what you think it means for our, our season. Certain people are saying 21-21 and 21 again. Where are you oh. Those are very scary, scary people to me. 
Um, I mean, that game, I, I've, I've, I've really stopped caring about United in the league, really, because we're, we're in a weird spot where it looks like we can't lose second and it looks like we can't catch the top. So every game is just like, just really just, it's just a prolonged day of execution, which is weird because we are going to finish second and it's going to be our best finish since 2017. And our joint's best finish since Fergie left, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's not really much to say about it. Um, re- really and truly, I'm just looking forward to like Greenwood being up top, and he was for the majority of today. I, I feel like he was for the second. No, so he was kind of in the first half, where he was kind of splitting it with him and Rashford. Um, the second half, he went back out to right wing, but um, I'm get. I'm getting ahead of myself in that regard. Um, the lineup was as expected, really. We're going to flog Wambasaka and Maguire until they die. So they're going to play every single minute until they pay 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 back their respective fees. Um, Henderson start, started again. He had yeah he had a pretty poor game. He's he is too excited. He he loves to come for the ball. Uh, he he he's like a dog when it comes to the ball. He just he just wants to go and just chase after it, which can be a good thing sometimes. And today it, it was a bad thing because. When we, with the amount of long balls Burnley punt up, always coming for the ball is not always the right decision. So he had quite a poor game. The back four looked very uncomfortable against Wood. I think Wood had a really good game. Um, yeah, so the back four weren't great. McTominay and Fred were their usual selves. I mean, Fred got subbed at halftime and I, I was drinking everything inside because I just didn't have, all, have to watch 45 minutes of that dud. So, um, yeah, he was poor. Uh, McTominay wasn't good as well. I think Gary Neville touched on it in the first half that they pull, pull into these left-back and right-back positions as if they're going to contribute in possession when, and they don't do anything because they, they get skipped out anyway. Um, Pogba was decent when we had, whenever we had our decent spells. Uh, he had a pretty average game. Bruno was Bruno. Um, Rashford... Was okay. He's playing. He's playing with an injury, so every every game it is taxed for him. And Greenwood, second half, he really came alive, and um, yeah, he got two goals. So that's five in the league now. Um, playoff mace. I mean, last nine games, last nine games last season, and then last nine games this season. He's he's come to the fore, and I and I really love to see it. So if you could get. Five and six, he can match his total from the last season, which would be incredible. But that's unlikely because we've got a few tough games coming up. But um, yeah, it wasn't a good game. Burnley probably deserved something from the game. Three one, very really flat us. We weren't good at all. Cavani came on, didn't do much, ran around, and then got his goal. Van der Beek got got an assist, which was good for him. It's his birthday today. Well done. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, man, it ah. It was just it was it was just a game where we see our weaknesses, we see we see our strengths, and it's it it may become a season where, like it was in seventeen eighteen, where we know where we need to improve, and if we don't improve, we're just going to regress. So I'm just waiting for the for the summer really, and to see if I should be should be complaining or not. Oh yeah, I agree. I like Cavani's goal. I like the movement, the passing, the passing sequence from the players. That was a really nice goal. But yeah. Uh, Rashford, Oli said it's been a long time since he's asked Rashford how are you feeling, and he said he's good. Um, and I, I get it, but and, still, and still plays him. I think yeah. that's a disgrace, but yeah, I think it is a, a disgrace on one level. But I also get it. Like if Rashford is not ruling himself out and is saying, "Listen, Gaffer, I'm going to play for you," and it seems like they love Oli enough to do that to play through injury, and the replacements are the likes of Dan James, one matter. Um, I, I get it. What I want Rashford to do is, after the Euros, just have a, a break-off. And even if it means he starts the season late, let's not have him off the back of the Euros and off the back of this intense season going back in with barely barely any rest because then it starts to affect him long-term. Like He was taking guys on. He was brilliant for the first goal. Really, really yeah, brilliant yeah. for the first goal. And he was taking guys on. Again, we're looking at him like, if you're using that left foot of yours a lot more, you almost go up a level as a player because then guys are not favouring your right-hand side. They're not sure which way you're going to go in. And even now, he's able to beat most players. So, um, yeah, hopefully gets a 
doesn't pick up any more injuries on top of what he has. Uh, has a nice yeah. record Euros. England got get knocked out early. We know there's a good chance of that happening anyway. Um, and then, yeah, he, he just gets to rest for the summer and then we, we go again next season. Pogba was good when he came into the middle. Um, and, yeah, he, he set up Mason's second goal. And listen, Mason's Mason. When he wasn't scoring and you don't were like, star boy this, star boy yeah. that, you're just like, all right, cool. Like, we're, we're good, baby. Like, we know what he and is. Now, and now he's scoring. No one wants to talk anymore. Really. Nobody wants to talk about him. Nobody it's wants to talk about him. Like, you know not what? rubbing it in nobody's faces. We, we don't need to do that. We know who we got. We know who our boy is. Um, the playoff mess, bro. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. See, and, the thing, and the, see the thing with that, yeah, is like, so when he was off form, Everyone was like, oh, like, how can you pick Saka over... How, how can you pick um, Mason over Saka and this, mm. that? But like, it's like, it's their young players. Like, this is why you've got to kind of look at their skill set and see, like, which one you prefer kind mm. of thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like... So I was I was in the camp of choosing Greenwood because I like the fact that he could... Um, he's just a shooter, in it? Like, even though I know he wasn't scoring goals at that point, at the wake of striker ball, because um, he's an actual striker. And he, yeah, like, yeah, I think like that, 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 um, that attribute is just like yeah you can't that's just that's some I think that's just a invaluable attribute but I could also see why someone would like Saka because he's more of a well-rounded um talent but like it's the people that are gonna like flip-flop because now certain men are gonna come and be like oh yeah Greenwood Greenwood like but it's just like no like because you just gotta choose like your skill set and which one you prefer because players are gonna go out of form in a in a form you know what I'm saying because Saka can have a bad season next season and Greenwood can have a better season, and then man will choose Greenwood. But like, you just gotta choose which, yeah, which skill set you prefer, and kind That's of like. That's not even. I hear you. That's not even my issue, though. Is the grown That's men? Is it, the grown men hating on teenagers? Like, just say Lewis if you're gonna say Lewis, bro. Just say Lewis. You wanna say Lewis? No, I was gonna say Lewis because he's not alone in regards to this. It's the, it's, it's the grown men woefully hating on teenagers and wanting them to do badly, and that brings vindication and validation to their own lives. That to me is where it, it goes <laughs> over a line and it gets really, really weird. Like, you can prefer Saka and that's fine. You can have your reasons. I respect that. You can prefer Greenwood. That's fine. You can have your reasons. That's fine. But when you, you're you willing for Saka to do well so you can be like Greenwood's better or you're willing for Greenwood to do badly so you can be like, so Saka to do badly so you can be like Greenwood, yeah, and then Greenwood to be, do badly so you can be like, yeah, Saka's better. You're sick, man. You're a sick <laughs> it's true, it's true. I totally agree with that. Like, I mean, kids... Like, especially at this level, I think people don't give them enough credit, like, what they're doing. And play, someone like Greenwood as well, like, not playing in the nine consecutively. And obviously, he's still finding his game. He's still building his craft. And it just happens to be, people just seem to compare him against a player like Saka, who, albeit, has come into a team very young. And he, he almost looks like, you know, he's found, like, the level. But one, they're two different players. And two, like... They're young pros. You can't really be throwing the baton at young pros who are still trying to find their game. I, I find it remarkable. Like, I've been looking at players like Saka, looking at players like Foden, players like Greenwood this season. And you know what? Every season that they play, they're getting more and more experienced and you, you just have to give them the credit where it's due because there's seasoned pros who are not doing the numbers that these, these kids are doing as well. So you have to take into account their experience level, their age. But, I mean, he seems to be doing well. Like, today, I thought he played quite well. Um, I didn't think... Uh, I didn't think he. I didn't think there was anything that he, that he did badly. Um, I still think he's still learning about the number nine role. Missed a good chance in the first half. He did. Oh, yeah. He did. But you know, at the end of the day, man, like he's a nine, and nines are supposed to get goals. So if he's getting goals and he's getting some numbers, bro, for now, I mean, that's that's all he needs to do. And plus, he's around players like Rashford, experienced pros. He's, he's around experienced internationals like superstars like like Cavani. So he will he will build his craft. But for now, I mean, you are always going to get situations where you will be in and out of form. And at this age, man, I'm not, I'm not really hearing it, man. Agreed, agreed. I think, um, I think, um, oh, I think that, but I, I think in in, re in recent weeks that that return has been coming for Greenwood. You know, I think is, um, yeah. I think earlier in the season he he wasn't looking um, as good as he finished, uh, but I think in recent weeks or maybe like the past six seven weeks, I think his general play had been much improved. Um, and I think I'm, I'm quite happy to see him, you know, sort of back in the goals because I think he, he probably deserved a few more goals than than what his general play um, had been recently. So I think this has been in the in the pipeline. Agreed. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. 
That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's go on to, since we're with you, Dan Coops, let's go on to uh, Arsenal's game, a, a 1-1 draw um, with Fulham. Um, yeah, talk us through that performance and, yeah, the ramifications for your season. Yeah, do I have to? Do I, have to? I don't really know what to say at this point. <laughs> it's not just all going to be Super League talk, bro. You actually yeah. have to come on and talk about Arsenal. I, 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 did, I did my bit. I can go now, innit? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was, a, it was a shit game, to be honest. I can't really, I can't really say, say much about it. I think, you know, there was, if we talk about the lineup, I think there was no party. Um, Aubameyang was obviously out with uh, malaria. I think Odegaard was injured. But um, I didn't really have too many complaints about the, about the lineup. I think it just... Uh, exacerbates the fact that our midfield is terrible. Um, when Partey uh, is rested, like he was today, um, then the, then the drop in quality is 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 vast. You know, um, El Neni did what El Neni does. You know, uh, which isn't very much. You know, very rarely passes forward. When he does try to pass forward, it doesn't really come off. Um, and uh, to be to be fair, like I think Fulham, they were pretty poor as well. They didn't really offer much. Um, attacking threat I think we're quite comfortable at the back until um you know a, a bit of head loss from from Gabriel uh, to give away that penalty I think he, he got he got a bit sold for that I do think it was quite soft he's you, you know stood on the guy's toe and then he went over um quite easily but you know I think it's, it's poor defending um really and truly um but otherwise, we created we created chances. I think I think we created enough chances to win. Um, you know, us touch as we like our stats. I think it was something like two point nine three xg. So um, to to create that much and and to only score one goal is pretty poor. Um, I don't know what then. you mean, but I don't really care. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So yeah, in terms of um, what that means for our season, not much to be honest. I think we're resigned to finishing. Uh, mid-table this year. Um, you know, people have been talking about favourable running here and there, but I just think the team has shown over the course of the season we're not consistent enough to win consecutive games. Um, uh, yeah, we just need to try and build momentum uh, for the Europa League, really. But I think our league season's pretty much over. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know Yeah, what, what one says after that. It's, it's, it's pretty... Shitty over there, and in all honesty, it's scary. You it, need the Super League more than any other club. In 100, 100. <laughs> hey, North London's looking scary this season. Oh, whoa, Elijah, relax, brother. Relax, brother. Scary this season. Oh, gosh. Um, since we're with you and you talk about Europe and Europa League, um, I might as well just stay with you, just get Arsenal out of the way, to be honest with you. So, you beat Slavia Prague, what was it, 4 0? Yeah, 4 0. Well, no. Yeah, so you kicked racism out of football eventually. Yeah, we love to see took it. Took you long enough. Took you long enough. to see it. What were your thoughts on the, the performance in the second leg? Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, it was it was quite a good performance. I think it just comes down to picking a balanced uh, a balanced team. You know, I think before the game today, um, I, I said I'm not really that bothered about uh, the lineups that the manager picks unless Willian is starting. You know, I think of the forwards that we have, I know people bemoan, um, you know, the likes of Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, etc. But I think we've got a good balance of profiles there that can all play together as long as William's not there. Um, I think Smith Rowe, um, he does he does a lot of good things for the team. So whenever he's playing, I think we look a bit more fluid. And we just saw that on on uh, on on the game against. Against Slavia Prague, I think they're not a good side. So I don't think, you know, we need to go overboard with that. But I think for the rest of the season, we need to just pick um, balanced lineups where we have enough creativity in the team, enough people that run in behind, enough people that shoot. 
um, and we, we should be okay um, in that competition, I think, to at least make the make the final. Um, who, depending on who, who, who gets to the final, um, it, it can be a different uh, kettle of fish. Um, but I feel like anything other than making that final is, is complete failure from the manager and the club. Mm, damn, damn um, indictment there. Thanks for that, Dan Cooks. Uh, I'm going to go over to the uh, first uh, Premier League game of the weekend and, and obviously the last in our running order. Uh, a 2-2 draw for Spurs um, off the back of uh, Paul Pogba, Duncan and Jose Mourinho. So, uh, tops, <laughs> thoughts on, firstly, uh, Pogba's comments and secondly, your performance. Um, so, my thoughts on Pogba's comments. Uh, I mean, I like, I, I like Paul Pogba. I've, I've always liked him. Um, and you know what? I I don't see any fault in anything that he said. I feel like this is probably something he's wanted to say in public for a while. Because um, I know that there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of disputes between the two of them. And I know the relationship was quite strained when he was manager at United. Um, so for him to come out and say it, I mean, in terms of how I'm feeling about, about the manager at the moment, I've... I've absolutely no qualms. It almost makes me feel sort of vindicated in some of my feelings because of the way he's he's also um, created such relationships with certain players in in the Spurs squad at the moment. Um, so that's probably about as much as I have to say. On it. I mean, I, I really don't care for it, but I know that there's probably a lot of players who probably feel similar to Mourinho in like in like the years gone. Fair enough. And uh, talk us through that two-two performance against Everton. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, two-two away to uh, Everton Friday night. Yeah, you um, just told us the result and the date. Um, can you break down the performance? That would be great. Yeah, we went we we went into it with a back five because for some reason we haven't been able to get ourselves a stable-ish defense at all. So he's constantly changing the team. Um, so we had a back five with two defensive midfielders away at Everton. Um, still managed to somehow concede more than 20 shots uh, and gave away stupid penalty and allowed ourselves to to give the game away almost twice or almost chasing the game and chasing the game at two different moments um, and obviously w without like someone as clinical as Harry Kane uh, we wouldn't have really been in the game I mean it's it's kind of something that we've seen regularly this season um, I really don't trust any of our defenders I mean any of them um, I feel like even when he puts in new players, um, there seems to be one that seems to make a mistake for the other. Players who we kind of like trusted and looked at haven't really performed at the required level. Um, Regulon looks a complete shadow of the player that we first signed. Uh, Toby's fallen off a cliff. Sanchez no run. I mean, <sighs> I look at players like Ndombele had probably the worst game I've seen him have all season. He was very, very poor. Friday night. Hoiberg, who has played a lot this season, um, seems to be being run into the ground and then the players outside of Kane and Son don't seem to be adding anything um, to the team. So I feel like we're in a bit of a, we're in a bit of a sticky situation because um, it almost looks like we've got the last sort of seven, eight games uh, and I can't really see um, how this season is going to end positively for us. Um, I've I've kind of given up with with the manager. To be honest with you, I'm I'm absolutely, I'm probably in the mindset that there is a lot that's going on with Tottenham that's wrong, but I feel like he is at the he's at the crux of a lot of those problems. Um, as the manager for us, he's so many different points I can like look to to be like this is reasons why he deserves to be sacked. I mean, um, the embarrassing loss to Zagreb where we couldn't we made them look like prime Barcelona. Couldn't even get a goal. Um, 22 shots against Everton on Friday. A team who hasn't had more than 15 shots all season. Um, getting dunked on by Brighton away from home. Um, getting dunked on by Arsenal, who arguably haven't been very good this season. Um, bottling two games against Newcastle. I, I mean, the list goes on for this man. And he could, you know... Recording all-time low xGs um, in a team with quality, quality footballers. I, I just, I, 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 I completely just, I'm you losing all-time all-time low xGs. 
I'm just imagining the lowest XG is just it being zero. So just a bunch <laughs> of teams have zero. So what is all-time low XGs? Is it just loads of teams having zero XG? Yes, against against teams that we should be arguably performing against. Yes, this is what I mean. I mean, I, I also believe as well, largely, um, the inability to coach at the top level is probably one of our biggest issues. Um, and I feel like with him gone, at least we will know where we're at as a football club in terms of recruitment, coaching, changing, you know, the mentality of the club. I don't know. But at the moment, I mean, I'm really, I'm really at a loss with this with this manager. I, I can't seem to give him any, any sort of positive sort of reinforcement. Um, I look at our our record against top six teams in the league, all losses. I think out of the ten teams in the top half of the league, we've lost against eight. Um, we're looking at like little things like progression. Lift stats. your head up, brother. You're looking down, man. Lift your head up. <laughs> in terms of like you know opposition halves, opposition box, opposition touches. We're like 19th, 20th in the league. Is There's so much that I can look at this team and be like, we should be better than we are. And I largely put it down to the manager. I, I know people will say it's the team and the mentality and the way they've played. But I look at this team and there's largely many games I watch, especially in this latter part of the season, where we don't know, we don't look like we know what we're doing. And that's what's, mm-hmm. just, what's, what's frustrating about me. Because at least under the old manager, we had some sort of structure. We looked like we had a certain sort of style. But now it is properly just vibes do you, do you think he's lost the players though like... um i think he has i think he has he seems to put faith in players who don't really deserve to be given chances like for instance bell had a little period where he looked like he was building form he had a bad 60 minute against arsenal and hasn't featured since that's true isn't literally it, since. do you think the, do you think the comments bell made also played a part in that um maybe Maybe, but then, you know, you're looking at Tottenham and you're looking, okay, who's on that right side that can perform? Lucas has had a little bit of a purple patch, but, I mean, there's Are games he? like, for instance, like, yeah, okay, so, yeah. so, like, yeah. so, for instance, he, he you, so, you, so, so you look at, like, the Newcastle game. Tottenham, obviously, we were winning. We conceded for the second goal and the substitutions that he makes are negative substitutions when he has a plethora of attacking players on the bench. He chooses to bring on Lamella and Sissoko. Like, I, I just I just lose the plot when players like Bale, Ali, Vinicius, who are all on the bench, can offer something a bit more than these kind of players. So you have to look at it and be like, his decision-making is completely flawed at the moment as well. And I mean, I just want to see us, see this end of the season now. I mean, I'd, I'd arguably want him sacked. And I feel like if we didn't have a cup final to fight for, which would probably get hammered in, we would have sacked him. But then again, you have to look at like the bigger picture. Is Levy going to bother spending X amount of money to pay his dismissal? Or is he going to con- is he going to continue to support him and maybe give him more money to waste next summer as well? Ugh, I, I don't know, man. This just reminds me of United, like two that's three. a whole mess that I'm glad I can't relate to anymore, man. Bro, bro, that is a mess. that's exactly what just listening to it. It was just exactly what United went through, and we told um, you from the start what was going to happen. We yeah. told you, from- yeah, yeah, and, and, and a, lot, a lot of people did, a lot of people did, a lot of people did, and you know what? I'll I'll be an advocate to say from the very beginning. Initially, I was. I, I didn't want it, but obviously we had that little sort of period where we were winning. We managed to That's somehow big. get to, 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 games, to the top of the games, league. Not, not, not yeah, even, right, right. Yeah, not even 20% of a season, but continue. That Fugazi run, you you yeah. were the only team in the league who had a bit of a preseason. You started early because you <laughs> were in the Europa League and you yep. got a bit gassed. And now you look tired and now you're saying it's all... Look, at the end of the day, you, had, you basically had a season where it's just panned out as it would have, because you've had you, you had a decent start because you had a lot of games, you had to build up your fitness, and now you're tired. But that's been exacerbated by the fact that Mourinho has completely lost it. And we told you this was going to happen anyway. Like we told you, you can't just rely on a cane lumping the ball to sun into space to win new games. Like it's not going to ha- happen every week. And I'm just personally, I'm just so happy because I was sick of hearing that we needed Jose back on. Like we need to back Jose. Fuck that guy. That's not my manager anymore. <laughs> and I'm just glad to see he's fucked up a, 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 another club. And I'm yeah, sorry, man. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, like, like, I'm sorry. I, 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 I actually, I absolutely hear it, Elijah. Hold on, hold on. You're talking, you're talking, you're talking over each other there. Like, yeah, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let Elijah just finish his last bit there, Tom. Sorry, Elijah. Sorry, sorry. But, but, but it was like. I'm actually sorry it's Spurs because I feel like it would have been so much better if it was Arsenal and it would just it would just dragged it into the mud. But I mean, I'll take what I got, and that's just the fact that we told you this guy was finished. And hey, man, 
Don't, don't, bring, don't bring us into this. I don't know, man. Like, it couldn't happen to a better, better club, better set of fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm glad this Spurs, man. Back in the mud where you belong, man. Come on. <laughs> well, you it's say crazy. they're back in the mud. They're above you. They're, they're above you. They're firmly in the mud. They need to come join us, man. They're above you. They're above you. They went into quicksand and then it was like, oh, oh all right, cool. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, if you look at everything as well, everything's pointing to him being dusted, man. Everything's pointing to him that, like, in his career, he has he, never lost he, he, 10 who, games who, who in the league season. Now? Just, who are we hiring? That's actually one of our listeners' questions, so we might as well just uh, get that out of the way then. It's a question from Certified Tay underscore. With Mourinho's time at Spurs looking unsuccessful, do you guys think his time at the top clubs is now over, or is there still another top club he could manage? He could go think... to um, Boa, Boa Vista in Port Portugal, man. <laughs> 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 that guy's finished, man. Absolutely. Uh, I get him a, a, a top club, and I'm doing air quotes for obviously those of you who are listening. But the bigger thing for him and people, managers of his uh, level and caliber, is having the money to spend to bring players in. And that's talking about hundreds of millions. I think the door to those level of clubs is now shut to him. I think mm-hmm. after his first in. So he could still get a, a club who's a big club, big fan base, big history. But in terms of the, the Super League club, let's call them, uh, he'll struggle to get one of those. <laughs> Definitely, 100%, 100%. He's just got nothing, though. He literally just has nothing, though. Like Because I'm looking at this Spurs team, you know, and, and I think they've got, they got some decent pieces. I don't think it's like an amazing squad or anything like that. But I think they've got some good pieces to at least be doing more than lump it up to, to, to Son and, and lump it up to really, really, like, like the one thing, sorry, sorry. The one thing that gets me about him is more like, okay, I look at the football club, I look at our, our squad and how we are like in our sort of upward trajectory. And with regards to him coaching specific players in the team, especially young players, I just feel that like he is haltering certain players' development. Like I look at someone like, Ndombele, he already has the tools to be a very good player. He clearly needs a bit more coaching in certain bits. He's not really in, in what parts. I would, I would also say his conditioning the big. His part. conditioning, absolutely, absolutely. That's probably the big. That's probably the biggest part. Jose can't actually. Run. He literally took him to a park during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. What more do you want him to do in that right. specific scenario? I, I, I look at players like I look at players like Regulon, who's quite a young player, hasn't played amazing, hasn't played a crazy amount of football at the top level, but he has performed at a good level. He seems to be regressing as a player. I look no, at someone see, like, you know what telling us that he was the best left back in the league this season. Hey, Greenwood cooked him. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Greenwood definitely cooked him. Greenwood definitely cooked him. I look at someone like Joe Roden. He's going to need some development or for someone to help to help coach him as a best player. Then we've got players who are over out on loan, like Skip and Seth, who are going to probably going to come back and be sort of members of the team. I don't want us to have a manager who is going to halter the development of these quality young players when we are going to be moving in a direction that's positive for the football club. I don't want him to be halting these players and also the players who are currently there. Like I look at players like Stephen Bergeron, who arguably hasn't had a, has a good season. He hasn't had a good season, but he's been halted in terms of his style of play and how much he's played. Dele Alli pretty much hasn't played this season. Um, and I'm looking at other players like... Uh, Bale. Yeah, but Bale hasn't played. Vinicius, who was the striker that he wanted, he wanted over everyone has basically n- not been given that much of a run apart from against bums. So uh, I, sh- I just think there's, there's so many things that's pointing as a top manager that he can't do anymore. And that, for me, is the bare minimum. For him, he had to get top four and a cup or a cup final this season for Tottenham. The cup final, we're going to get hammered. People need to understand that we are going to take the hammering of our lives next week, all right? So if he doesn't, if he doesn't get either of those, that is his remit as a negative. So he, at the bare minimum, he can't stay. He has to go. Has to go. Cool. Um, the thing listen. is, I think I, I think he stays, but then he does the thing that he does at United where he just complains throughout the summer when the board don't want to sack him, but they can't sack him because he costs too much money. And then, and there's and there's just it's just gonna be a cold war. Toxic between... and he turns the club toxic. Yeah, man. I love it personally. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. It. But but let's move on from Spurs because that was quite the, the mono several monologues from tops for two or three. <laughs> I, I lost count in all honesty, but fantastic stuff, brother. Thank um, you, brother. Yeah, Peter. Um, obviously, you guys haven't played this weekend, you've got uh leads tomorrow. Uh, you put out a really interesting article in terms of uh replacements for Wijnaldum. So um 
first talk uh, to us about tomorrow's game. And then for those of our listeners who haven't listened yet, give them a little brief uh, synopsis of your article. Um, yeah, I think tomorrow tomorrow's game is going to be really interesting. Just the way, obviously, Leeds play. They commit loads of men to um, attacking. So, and obviously, defense defense right now is not really like we got a lot of players missing. So, could be could, could be uh, still going with that one, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, it, it could. Be, to be fair, for the neutral, it could be like a, a really good game in terms of two teams both have really good attacks and two teams but both have quite vulnerable defensive. So, do you we, think we, you have a good attack? Yeah, well, we had the joint, well, the second top goal scorer in the league, so I, I think, I think, I think I could say that. Um, so yeah, so I feel like, um, in terms of the game, like we just have to be careful because the way the way Leeds operates, either like they're just they're either gonna, um, they're just bust or they're gonna have a great performance. So like you saw like how what they done to Man City last week in terms of being so super clinical, soaking up pressure. Um, they, I think they they quite impressed me the way they defended to be honest, and obviously they took their chances. But then also you got games like Man United as well, where you guys just completely like um, just dominated them and completely killed them. So yeah, it should be interesting. I think we just need to kind of um, watch out for the counter attacks and transitions and take our chances. Um, but yeah, so um, so with that game, I'll move on to the Real Madrid game. I think the Real Madrid game was kind of right. I didn't even ask him, but go on. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, there's not, what do you want me to say about the Leeds game? You got any more? Nah, go on, bro. Do you think, man? Yeah, so the, the Madrid game, I think we actually kind of played well in the Madrid game. Like we um dominated the ball, we created a lot of chances. Um, I think the midfield was 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 really good that game in terms of because it's quite funny actually, because when we put up the lineup, you know what Twitter does, isn't it? Like Twitter went into a meltdown when we put up the lineup, like, oh, why is Thiago not starting? Why is Jota not starting? Why is Milner starting? Blah blah blah. But when that game actually played out, you kind of could see why he played Milner and Genie and Fabinho in terms of the way like we kind of harassed and pressed um, Cruz, Modric and Casemiro. I think they done quite a good job of that. And really, we had enough chances to win the game, but we just didn't take our chances. Um, Salah had a really, really good chance um, like in the second minute where he should have took that one. He had, a, he had another one where he should have scored. Genie had a chance. So yeah, we just we just really blunt an attack, and we've been that way the whole season. Really, like in terms of still creating chances. Um, still dominating a lot of the ball, but yeah, it's been really blunt in attack. So that game was yeah. interesting because you just said you have a good attack. So is it a blunt attack or is it a good attack? Which one is it? You literally contradict yourself within three minutes. <laughs> I knew it was going to come back for me. You know, you know why? Because <laughs> you said, all right, say no, I'm going to come back. No, but also, okay, we have good players in attack that can do damage. That Maybe that's that's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, the attack hasn't um, been at its best this season, but obviously they're still dangerous players. Get what I'm trying to say, like Salah, Jota, and I don't know who man this Mane guy. I don't know this season. Yeah, boy. Like I was saying, I think he might have swapped bodies because we all linked with Ismail Assar in the summer. I think he must have swapped bodies with Ismail Assar because I don't know that Mane guy that that's playing for us right now because he's just like you guys were talking about not wanting Rashford to have a break and not playing in a tournament and coming back straight away and stuff like that. And I feel like. Mane he's just played so many games and he's just really, really burnt out. And with Mane, like he's obviously going for a bad form and a bad like um period of confidence. And with him, he doesn't like simplify his game when he's going for a bad form, he tries to do more. And like in terms of like when I, when a player's going through like like a bad form, like a bad um stage, like confidence, they should I think they should go back to the basics in terms of just doing what they know, maybe running behind taking less touches. But Mane seems to be the opposite. So he wants to take on more players because he's out of form. He wants to be like over eager and he takes more shots. And now he's not kind of like playing in salary because he wants to get a goal. You can see how eager he is to get a goal. And I feel like he just needs to simplify his game. But yeah, um, in terms of how I would set up the attack, I would probably go with Jota more, Firmino and Salah and probably bring off Mane off the bench. And whoever's whoever's in that, like whoever plays their way into the side, they were like that in terms of, um, Jota and, and Mane so but yeah I think the key thing for us is that we have to keep those four fit um, for the rest of the season obviously for the top four running because obviously defence is not a strong point and we've still got some good attackers so hopefully them attackers can fire us the top four and hopefully Leeds um, hopefully Leicester and West um, can kind of drop out we can kind of just sneak our way into the into top four Cool um, op- optimistic at the end there I'm not sure how realistic that optimism is, um, but I guess I guess we'll see. Um, 
I'm not going to ask you about our, our Europa League game, Elijah. 2-0, something like 4-0 on I, I, can't, I can't even lie. I was watching the Slavia Prague game to see if they, they would lose. And then as soon as Arsenal got the pen, I switched to the United game. I saw five minutes and I, and I saw Fred. Then I turned it off because I thought that's not the way I, I want to spend my evening, to be honest. Elijah, you guys you guys are winning games. Like. <laughs> you guys, and I always see your tweets like, you just don't want to watch your team. Like I'm just like, bro, you guys bro, are winning games. Like I, You always I, talk about drinking. You I don't think you understand. The things I need to get that 90, that 90 minutes is a lot because I'm seeing Fred and McTominay play false left back and right back. These false positions where they, where, where they think they're going to pick up the ball and pass, they, they're not doing anything. And it makes me sick. And I'm seeing Pogba out wide for these bums every week. And it's, I can't do it anymore. I can't. Dude, you got it. me, Dan, and Tops. Like, we just want consistent wins. Like, we, we That's want. It. <laughs> we were in your position last season and you were laughing at us so don't try and <laughs> don't, try, don't try and flip this bro don't, don't try and flip this you you know how it feels yeah, it's a yeah, disgrace but bad. you know what it's calm i mean it's something light, isn't it? Just like we're three to the semi-finals. We're gonna face Roma. They play um yeah, man. That 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 team, they aren't serious, but whatever, man. Do you think we can so who would you be your favorites to get through to the final? Uh, um I, I think I was looking at Villa Real's team and I actually kind of like it. They've got a few good players, they've got Papu. Kirk West, because I'm not going to pronounce that name, but um, that's the Na- Na- Nigerian right winger. And then um, they have uh, Reho, then they have that trigger guy. I can't, I can't pronounce his name either. Then, then, they got, then they got Juan Foyf at right back. They've got that Paul Torres guy as well, who's, who's apparently decent. Then they've got, they've got Ruli from Sociedad and Man City. And then their striker, uh, Moreno, scored a few goals this season as well. 25 so, this season, 20 last season. Yeah, so he's he... numbers up still. So he's, he's pretty decent. So they, they actually have a decent team, but they're playing under a terrorist and then they're going to face another terrorist in our terror. So it's basically just Al-Qaeda versus... <laughs> Listen, if you not let Emery beat you, if oh, shit you lot have said about Emery, Honestly, we would dance on your graves, man. If you let that happen, I'm turning up in your dreams. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you better escape, bro. bro. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I think, you know, Villarreal. They got, they got some decent players. I don't think they got some. I don't think they got any great players. You know, they, if they do lose to Emery, I'm, I might have to just retire from the sport. Game's not for me. (laughs) you can't lose to Emery, man. Let me tell you. I know Arteta's been bad this year, like, and he's pissed me off, but I feel like no one has actually made me as angry as Una Emery made me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the stadium and I'm seeing Cardiff City have 25 shots. Nah, <laughs> that was so funny. I'm, 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 seeing, I'm seeing us play Huddersfield and, and he's playing Lucas Torreira as number 10. Like, I'm seeing Watford come and pepper 31 shots at, at, at our goal. Like, the guy was an abomination of a football manager, yeah? So, if... <laughs> He dunks us out. Yeah, I'm done. I'm actually done with the with the sport. I'm I'm gonna actually start tuning into what's it? Pit stop fracas, um, ringside fracas. Don't forget courtside slaps. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Um, I guess um, with that we can we can end it there, boys. Want to thank you for your time this evening. Dan Coog's always a pleasure. Peter, uh, always a pleasure too, brother. We'll, we'll be watching tomorrow's game on the Discord. Uh, if you're not signed up to the Discord, sign up now because the Discord lives absolutely slap. Uh, also live streamed onto YouTube. Also, can I quickly um, plug the articles? Sorry, I forgot. To yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, articles because um, there's actually some amazing content on there. Like, there's some really good writers. You've got Elijah, Elijah the Sick Writer, um, Dan as well. Like, so yeah, I think you should check that out. Um, I'll shamelessly plug my own as well. Um, I've done a um, list of replacements that um, that we could get for Genie Wood Naldum. So yeah, I think everyone should check that out because there's some really, really good content on there. So, yeah. Ah, nice, nice. So, the only person who's not, well, the only people who aren't writers on this pod is myself and you, Top. So, 
Gotta yeah. get, pe- got get our pens up. Gotta get our pens up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. With that one, lads. Have a nice weekend. Cheers. Peace. Podcast Network.